Sun's up! What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Actor Recall. I am your co-host, Walter, with... Francis. And this is episode... Ooh, 54? 54. Yeah, guys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking us out, tuning in, staying tuned. Uh, if you guys could spare 30 seconds of your time, just please go on iTunes, write a review. Sincerely appreciate it but enough of that <laughs> this is totally taking massive pictures man how have you been dude where are you at i'm on the road it looks like it because i'm in the car <laughs> but i'm just sitting in the garage uh, at my parents house uh in washington so but yeah it's 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 pretty quiet in here it's been pretty good pretty good week seeing um new niece pretty quiet out here uh, it's been good. I've, I've been reading a lot, um, trying to run every day and we went crabbing. Yeah. A lot. Uh, just eating crab, eating steak. Oh man. That's so um, amazing. Yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, relaxing, which is what I wanted, uh, from, yeah, it's been a, it's been a nice relaxing week. So Good, oh, yeah, I've, been, I've been making videos. I've been making videos. Check out Active Recall <laughs> on Instagram, IGTV. Um, <laughs> three episodes up there. Go check that out. See what I've been up to. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. How, great, how have dude. you been? Good, man. Well, I've been uh, just been on the up and downward slope of work. And I'm over, you know, happy 4th of July. But, man, you know, it's crazy. I didn't even see fireworks. I was working. <laughs> I was working on videos, so I actually have backlog now, and today is going to be four videos in, and then tomorrow afternoon I got another video, so I'm going to be literally five videos. So I should be going back into working, but at the same time, man, I, I'm starting to miss working out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of just working out early in the morning, so I need to sleep early, but having this trouble sleeping in like sleeping like before 11 at least at least trying to get into 10 30 but um yeah i'm starting to get a cold because i think i am overworking myself maybe that or i just you know what i probably just caught it somewhere burn um, out man yeah so it sounds like you've been making sacrifice yeah which is our theme <laughs> of the week Definitely, man. That's awesome. Good, good segue, dude. So, yes, yeah, what do we got going on for uh, for sacrificing? We'll be talking about a few different uh, quotes from different books and different. Well, I guess I just pulled from books. So, uh, from the Creative Habit by Twyla Tharp. That's kind of like sacrifice for uh, creative work. Um, and then, in terms of like entrepreneurship. Uh, this thing called like the lockbox fantasy. This is from a book called "What Should I Do with My Life" by Poe Bo- Bronson, uh, and that's yeah, just like sacrifice as far as business goes, and then fitness too. Uh, oh, this is like the opposite of uh, niching, niching down. Uh, we're covering business. We're covering creative work. We're covering <laughs> uh, fitness. Um, and yeah, this is just about, uh, this is from Chael Sonnen's Four Pack Revolution, and he talks mm-hmm. about sacrifice there, too, so, and then some of the quotes that you had, too. Sounds good. All right, uh, so, Seth, what do we got first? 
Uh, first quick update. I did find, I didn't find my AirPods. I know I talked about them missing last week, so I just, I got a new pair. Um, <laughs> and then I lost my pencil, the Apple pencil, but I just want to let, want to let you know that I found it. Um, oh, thank goodness. So yeah, the world was, was watching and wondering what happened to that stuff. Um, Where'd so you the find first, it? oh, it was just in the couch. Uh, oh. <laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> so, um, the, the first right. thing, uh, Twyla Tharp in The Creative Habit, she says, what is the dumbest idea? She, she's like going through a list of things uh, just about like creativity and some questions about um, her creative life. Oh, so she's a, a dancer, really accomplished. We talked, I think we did a full episode on her, but we definitely like mentioned her in this book before. So she is, yeah, like a big like dance producer. <laughs> And, or, well, previously a dancer, and then as she um, got older, then she moved into um, just higher and higher levels where she's started, like, doing the, I think, like, choreography and then running, like, bigger productions. Um, and I always pass by this, this uh, like, when I, when I would commute, there's this theater that I think she, uh, the Joyce Theater that, anyway... Um, so she says, what is the dumbest idea? That's the question. And her answer is, thinking I could have it all. And then the next question is, what made it stupid? And um, she says, it's built-in futility, given how I work. To lead a creative life, you have to sacrifice. Sacrifice and having it all do not go together. I set out to have a family, have a career, be a dancer, <clears throat> and support myself all at once. And it was overwhelming. I had to learn the hard way that you can't have it all and you have to make some sacrifices and there's no way you're going to fulfill all the roles that you imagine. Dang, How do you solid. feel about that? That's good. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so she was just saying in the creative habit about uh, breaking down the dumbest idea and why, why it made it stupid. So it's just, um, just showing that she has to sacrifice, knowing that she's sacrificing. Well, the, she's saying the dumb idea is that she thought she could have it all, which a right. lot of right. Okay, so yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That, like, I was like, that's not dumb. <laughs> it's, what thinking it's you can have dumb. it all? Well, no, not all, but you know, it's uh, like being a YouTube creator and, and getting paid from that, or like you know, it's just uh, things that you could do that you don't have to do like you're nine to five or you wish you could do just do something else that you could get paid for like playing for playing video games on twitch and getting paid for that it's just that sounds like like something that you could it's, oh i see so it's like sacrificing for the amount of work she has to do to live well, a, yeah. to, to have a creative life right yeah well the point is you can't <clears throat> be a full-time twitch streamer and also have a successful nine to five got it and yeah. then think that you can do both of those and then also raise a family um so i we do talk about that saying that you can do anything you want but you can't do everything <laughs> you want um solid dude so you had some questions. Yeah. So I pulled this up a while ago, and I was basically asking you, 
What was something that you sacrificed to get to where you're at? Um, I've moved a couple times, mm-hmm. and yeah, I moved to San Diego, and then I moved to New York, and both times a big thing. Um, it's not really like it, the sacrifice was always like <coughs> leaving friends, yeah. um, which still has like a big effect. And, um, it's not like, oh, it, it was worth it for, for all of these things. I, I'm happy with how things have turned out, but also it's, it's just like, it, it does suck to see like some of the, yeah, like, I, I think it's a reminder of in, uh, Barking Up the Wrong Tree, uh, Eric Barker talks about like relationships and friendships and, um, doing what you can to keep in touch, but you do lose, uh, just FaceTime with people or you can do what you want to keep in touch, but you can't build the same friendship that you can build if you're in person with people. Um, and it's always great to see my friends, um, whenever we we can get the chance to, um, but I guess that, that was like one of the big sacrifices from, uh, the last Yeah. It's like losing relationships. Yeah. And you may make new friends and it's not that they replace the old friends at all. So th- those were big sacrifices, I think. Oh, for sure. Did it pay? <laughs> yeah. So that's a huge uh, one. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So it, and you know, um, seeing old friends is is good, and it's yeah, it is just a reminder of like, oh man, like you you can't be as close to your friends in high school as you are as you were in high school if you if you're not around them just because right. like. Um, you're around them every single day. So, um, cause, cause there's people like you were friends with in high school. Cause I'm still like, luckily I'm grateful. We're we're both, we were friends in high school. We're still friends with a lot of people that we were friends with in high school, but there, there are people like that you were friends. Like uh, I was at Walmart or driving around and then you just like remember certain people like you were friends (laughs) with in high school and like pretty close friends with that. You just uh, don't talk to at all anymore. Or like, it's like, Oh, I wonder what happened to that person. And, Oh, you remember, like, you know, used like, to talk to them every day just because you had the same class together. That's um, crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so. It's, it's, like, completely gone. But, uh, so, you, that's a big, that's a huge sacrifice. And that, I know that sounds, like, uh, it sounds hard just to, uh, to, to, to go from, from zero to 100 from where you're at. That's, that's really good. But, man, that's a good, that's a brutal sacrifice. So, so, um, I don't know if you got this written down yet, but I was talking, uh, I was watching the Matt Diavello podcast, or listening to the Matt Diavello podcast, and I was talking to you about the book of, um, what was it, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, and it was the Marie, or Kona Marie. Kondo. Con- uh, Marie Kondo. Kondo. Yeah. Yeah. She had this, uh this way of sacrificing your clothes uh, like what was it uh she has uh and there's a order from easiest to hardest and it was clothes books papers miscellaneous and mementos of, of, of sacrificing stuff and have you done this before because i'm planning on I'm, I'm actually planning on doing this like a decluttering yeah decluttering yeah so yeah, I, yeah yeah <laughs> and so that, that happens with, with moving um yeah my my brother, I, I've been kind of bad about it because I, I'll just like leave all my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I've definitely like gotten rid of stuff. And yeah, after I read that book, I was like, okay, I'll go through these things. Um, awesome. Yeah, which of those do you think would be hardest for you? The hardest would be mementos I mean, do, for sure. Yeah, do you agree with that order? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I do. I think papers and miscellaneous could be a little different because I mean, it's not like books are. Okay, so during the time, uh, my books meant a lot to me. Like, like there was a different time frame, but I, I didn't. I know clothes is the easiest to toss, but there's like to, there's, there's clothes that can't do, that don't fit me anymore, or clothes that my mom bought me that I don't even wear at all, <laughs> and uh, it, it's just clothes that I mean, I, I'm terrible. not a fan of. Yeah, they're the worst clothes. I'm just like. I mean, there's this one, there's this one time my mom bought me a V-neck, and I could swear it's it's like right past my, <laughs> past the chest line, and I'm like, mom, this is, can you not please just just stop? And anyways, clothes are really easy to to toss. I mean, there's still some sentimental value, like oh, I got this from a rave, or I got this from like, oh, this is my my first every shirt I purchased myself or there's a lot of clothes but then like they're faded they're old they they don't even look good uh and also they don't even fit anymore because of a, a you know different weight weight class different size but um books that's a little harder for me because there's books that I I want to go back to and read again but I don't have the time um papers I don't I didn't understand that as much like what papers are like what you're I mean, if there's, like, a degree, yeah, I'm not going to toss that. <laughs> <laughs> but the miscellaneous and mementos, yeah, that's going to be very, very, very hard. I mean, like, right now I'm looking around my desk, and I see my Dungeons & Dragons, like, dice. And toss them. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to toss those. I, I have, there's, like, other stuff that are, like, related to camera gear. Which I, I can't, I definitely cannot. Uh, actually, the paper stuff is going to be different. So what about you? Do you agree it with this? It sounds like you're not throwing away anything except V-necks. <laughs> Just clothes. <laughs> what about you, dude? Uh, so she says in the book, the question of what you want to own is actually the question of how you want to live your life. Um, I think I used to be worse about like uh, getting rid of mementos. I used to, you know, keep birthday cards and all these things and have like boxes of uh, these different things and then I learned I, I started just like I guess this was, this was a long time ago probably like in college I would just take a picture and then throw it away and then <laughs> never look at the picture again <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I found that useful I guess from this book uh, the biggest thing <clears throat> that I, I one thing that the book is known for is um so she says, keep only those things that speak to your heart, then take the plunge and discard all the rest. By doing this, you can reset your life and embark on a new lifestyle. And something from this book people always talk about is when when you get rid of something, you kind of, um, what's the word? It's not personified, but you treat it as like a being almost. And then you say like, oh, yeah, 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 thank you. you you've done your part in my <laughs> life now. Scram. Um, then, yeah. <laughs> you're celebrating uh, yeah, it you're celebrating yeah. what you had with it yeah yeah <laughs> That's like, it's, it's done its job so um yeah. which I, I didn't get like too into um but I, I really did like some of the more like practical parts of 
just uh especially like the doing it in that order also instead of going through first you gather all of those like items right and then you declutter so that you could compare just like a few weeks ago when i gathered some of my books together and then went through and decided i'm keeping all of them <laughs> um, but but that helps a lot so that you can kind of like stack rank it on the spot and you know like, yeah oh i do like this shirt but you know now i've gathered all my shirts and i can see i have 27 shirts you know maybe i'm probably not gonna wear this one um right so i've i've done that um i, I guess uh that helps a lot if you have more than one room. <laughs> I lived in a studio for uh, three years, and yeah. Anyway, no um, worries. Yeah, so mementos. Just take a picture and then uh, get rid of it. That's that's usually a good thing. Really, you like I, I still like keep put it on I Google still keep Drive some, and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't keep like um, boxes and boxes of mementos. I, I do have a hard time throwing away, like, old electronics. Yeah. I, I went through all my old, like, this box of old electronics, and there's just stuff <laughs> in there I'm, like, clearly not going to use, but I can't get rid of it. Um, and I need Is to be like better a... about it, because I'm, it's kind of like this hoarding box, basically. Yeah. I mean, okay, so the 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 book was basically saying, like, the some of the things about celebrating your the stuff that you had... And this is about sacrificing. So, like, if you ever see something that's that you like, your clothes, like, that's the easiest. That's what do you think? Is that considered one of the easiest sacrifices to toss? Yeah, I mean, to the point, I wouldn't call it a sacrifice. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> um, I mean, what is that? What is that Filipino shirt that people wear for like celebra- like events, a like a debut or? Yeah. So okay, here's the thing. That I have a barong that's like. Back in, I don't know, middle school, I think? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to wear this. But do you consider that a memento, then? Because it's something that you wore for, like, a a crazy event or, like, a big wedding or something like that. Yeah, I mean, but I would get rid of it. Yeah, okay, yeah. me too. So If, if you're not going to wear it. <clears throat> the book was basically saying that you should celebrate it. Um, there's this girl, her name was Lavender. And she actually dressed up <laughs> for her clothes. She held it and she said, does this spark joy? So as she's holding it, oh, she's yeah, that's, like... Oh, yeah, that's what you're supposed to say, yeah. Yeah, she's like, does this spark joy? And, you know, the the other thing is you're not supposed to be listening to music because it also kind of interferes with the decision-making of your thing. So if you're listening to... EDM, you're like, <laughs> you're like party, <laughs> like you're about oh, to this let it does go. spark joy. <laughs> yeah, and then the so... drop comes, and then you're keeping that barong. <laughs> the drop. So yeah, exactly. So if I was to do that, I I could definitely. I'm not gonna dress up though. That's kind of so. Like, there's some stuff that I I, I find kind of goofy, but I, I see where they're coming from. Um, but the that's the the way to do it but then it's tidying up by discarding and then by category which is removing everything so you know how you just go to your closet and start just start removing everything um that's even a better way to organize too because it's completely completely empty and oh man 
like I know I'm going to do this because my closet is packed and it bugs. It just bugs me so much. But um, it's a, she said to put it on the floor and then put it in order. So there's like categories by like ta- discarding the maybes and then keeping. So uh, I did this one time and it was because I had like 10 undershirts and 10, uh, you know, the 10 white shirts, 10 black shirts, like it's these shirts from Hanes and then it's, and then like I had boxers from like Under Armour and same boxer briefs from, it's, it's to the point where I realized I don't need all these. I should just like, okay. Have you seen guys that just wear five shirts, five, five shirts, five pants, five boxer briefs and five or seven, I should say seven because that's a whole week or whatever. But um, you just run have you back. seen? So have you seen all that minimalism stuff? Um, yeah, I've seen like different things like that. I don't know the exact numbers, but yeah, 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 yeah. Or like living out of a backpack, or uh, those things where it's like, oh, I, I only own one hundred items, and it's like a post-it is the same count as you know, like your life. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, all I'm saying is when you sacrifice. Just remember, ask yourself, does this spark joy? And one of the easiest ways to do it is look at your clothes and try that out. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to sacrifice a lot of my clothes. I mean, it's clothes that it's clothes that I don't need. And the reason why we all do the sacrifice is when you declutter, you're actually going to be a lot more positive, a lot more happier. I'm going to say, I, I'm upset. I brought up sacrificing friends, moving, <laughs> and you're talking about sacrifice as in getting rid of old Hanes undershirts. Um, uh, yeah, because you really you shot it, up. Yeah. It's a pretty um, broad word so yeah i i guess the the idea here is like you sacrifice or as far as like the book goes is like you're sacrifice you're getting rid of all these things uh the trade-off being like a clear mind um and feeling like free of your things which i think is uh right yeah like a pretty big mind shift change for um and i think it's also like my, my I, I guess like looking at my parents like my dad is totally fine getting rid of stuff and my mom likes to keep a lot of stuff um i don't know what to say about that beyond that but um <laughs> no worries um yeah. so i did i did talk to my i have talked to like linda and or like my sisters and it was funny because i was telling them how how mom and dad were such hoarders and I, I kind of, I was like, mom, you don't have to keep all this stuff. Please stop. And she's, you know, she's very, like, she needs to keep all this stuff. She she has a storage unit for stuff that she, she doesn't even, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, use. And I was like, mom. <laughs> and then I started kind of like, I was like, okay, let me just, like, I know I get mad at her for that. And it's stuff that, like, my sisters do get mad, and I started realizing, I was like, wait a second, my mom and my dad, like, really sacrificed a lot when they were, like, our age, 
and they really did times during the times that um, there they didn't have a lot of stuff that we have. And I I re I, going back to it now, it's like they have to have things that will say, oh man, if we don't have this, we're not going to have it again. It's it's like kind of because of where they came from, the upbringing. They sacrificed a lot. I mean, like, they gave us this opportunity to to do what we're doing right now, right? They're doing something that they're not passionate about, or they're they're doing things, jobs that are just here for just to work, work, work to work. And right. I see it from my mom. I see it from my dad that they they are workaholics, and it's something that that I don't even know if they were that passionate about, like you know, factory work or, it is funny to think like how entitled we are that we complain about anything. Right. And then if, oh. if we, if we traveled back in time 30 years to talk to our parents and then we told them, Hey, you need to find your passion. Um, <laughs> They'll think I'm crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I think it's may, maybe in the end we're going to find out they were right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just, there's just one thing is that I wish, okay, I hope I am not going to be like the way I keep things, like the way my mom and dad keep things. That's, that's it. I mean, I'm not going to keep like this, like my dad kept this rooster from like back in the day and it's, it's like the, this. The animal? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like this plaque or something like that. And he he keeps that he's so very proud of it. I mean, that's a memento to him. And I see it. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Like, okay, they have a grandfather clock from 1982 or 1981. And we have it downstairs. And it's the loudest thing. And I'm like, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to keep that. I don't know if I'm going to do that. But it's something that, that I feel like... Um, it's something that I know that they paid a lot of money for back in the day. And I'm pretty sure that they kept... Like the more expensive the thing is, the more, the more hard to give up. Like my dad's 1979 Toyota Celica, it was so hard for him to give that up. And I mean, he still has that 1994 Plymouth van. That <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, there's like a yeah. um, That's I, sentimental I, value. Well, what you mentioned about like people, it, it's like a psychology thing. I think is. Um, mm you would it's harder for you to let go of something that you have already um like you you just value it higher than the especially when you've paid for it already and you always compare it to the price you paid and not the price you would pay for it now or the price that you could actually sell it for Mm um so i guess that's the lesson is like how much and that i think that does come up in this book is just like how much would you really um how much is that thing really worth like if you if you had to rebuy it right now and in a lot of cases, like a lot of those old electronics, I, I could you could rebuy it for fifty bucks maybe because it's just like <laughs> old cables I don't use. Um, yeah, but it's like oh maybe maybe uh, one day I'll need this. Uh, I I found this old box of comic books. Oh, what? <laughs> just like yesterday actually. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking like because uh, some of them are in like the protective sleeves and just thinking back then like oh these are going to be worth something and all of them are not worth (coughs) anything um but now yeah they do have that sentimental value 
and I can't imagine like getting rid of them now because they're really from, I mean they're from like when I first moved to <laughs> like moved to the United States or like moved back oh uh, okay okay and it just reminds me of, like yeah moving into this house and that kind of thing so um easy for me to say because I don't live here <laughs> I think my dad wants to get rid of them so <laughs> yeah anyway oh that's um, comedy maybe we could do yeah, like one sure. more of these quotes because oh, yeah. i did say that we were going to talk about them at the beginning we did the good job of that part but then now yeah. we actually have to talk about it um i'll do chael sonin's four pack revolution it's his like fitness book uh yeah. he's he's a former mma like ufc fighter and now he has a i think a fairly popular youtube channel where he'll you know he's he's a good talker um <laughs> And coming up this weekend, and by the time this is posted, it might be over, uh, Daniel Cormier has a fight with Stipe. Anyway, so uh, in this book, Cormier is mentioned, and um, it says, Cormier had a difficult set of decisions to make if he was going to achieve his lifelong dream of becoming a world champion. Changing his approach to food was not an easy task, but the sacrifice was worth it. He will tell you that nothing ever tasted as good as the feeling of a 12-pound UFC championship belt around his waist. For Daniel, you, and the rest of us, creating lasting change hinges on our ability to separate our emotions from our decision-making process. And then further on, he has these three questions. Uh, to help you focus on figuring out what you really want. The first question, what do I really want? Number two, what has prevented me from succeeding in the past? And number three, what three steps can I take right now to improve the situation? My question to you is those three questions. (laughs) (laughs) What do you really want? Um, right, right, right. I, I, guess, I guess my question to you is like, what was a sacrifice <laughs> that you made that was worth it? Oh yeah, dude. So okay, I will say that um, I had to sacrifice a lot of time. Okay, let's <laughs> let's say. Uh, okay, so for videos, okay, I actually <laughs> I sacrificed my gym time to make these videos and do more work. So for the past two, almost two and a half weeks, no, I just say a month, man. I, I haven't been going to the gym as much as I used to. It's like once once every week and a half. Or, and it's like big body workouts that I try to do as much as I can. But I can't anymore because I have a lot of work at night now. So it's just all these, I'm backlogged now with almost four or five videos. And I'm sacrificing all of my time I have to go and finish these videos because I'm telling myself if I finish this video I could go work out later and I haven't been working out later because I, ha- I keep getting videos so I'm just sacrificing my own time my own relaxing time to put in more work and I know it's going to do something that I want because it's going to be there in the f- like when I when I'm doing more the, of this work that's what I'm trying to sacrifice I'm sacrificing my time to do what I want that's good. Well, yeah, but maybe not long term. But oh no, different seasons no. of life. I th- oh, I forget who it was, but he says like he compared. I think it was Todd McFarlane. He says I'm a five ball juggler, something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Where like different people, 
you can probably handle like three, uh, say like three to five things at a time. And those are the number of balls you can juggle. And at certain points in your life, you're going to have to put, if too many balls come into play, then you have to put one aside. Um, and it's better to be like deliberative or like, it's important, I think, to be thoughtful about it instead of, um, like you said, you know, at least you're like aware, right? Like, you don't, you yeah, don't come to yeah, that yeah. Real, realization like six months from now. It's like, oh, I haven't been working out. <laughs> um, and oh, yeah, it, it's good to like set end dates and things like that. Um, but always like, it's always in the middle or like it, it, it always depends. Right. Because you don't want to be like too rigid where, <laughs> um, Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I so. mean, I, I totally, I totally agree. I mean, there's even times when I'm like, okay, this, I can't just keep doing this. There's gotta be something I could do. So I'm okay. I have to go back to my, to my roots and work out at 5am in the morning before work. But, um, you should check this book <laughs> out. Four pack revolution. Is that this the is- one? It's the, it's, it's the the top four abs, not the not the bottom. That's not the full six, or not the full eight, or whatever. Not the Goku twelve, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a yeah. He just talks about like you know the the amount of effort and sacrifice <coughs> that it takes to get from the difference between like a four pack and a six pack is is pretty big, and yeah, most of what most of the like really positive things good health and things like that you can achieve with the four pack um someday i'll know hopefully uh it's really hard to get a six pack yeah, I, mean. yeah I, I do like i i did actually i, I really like this book uh just as far as like mentality behind um food and um working out and oh. um i don't want to say i'm a big uh not setting your goals too high kind of yeah. person but um i think ha- having like real realistic expectations around um or like healthy expectations like in a lot of cases like the like if i wanted to get a six pack in the next eight weeks there's probably not a very healthy way to do that um yeah so great book to check out to you got it well i'm thinking should i is it the four pack revolution? Should I like read fully, or should it be the life changing magic of tidying up? First, <laughs> I mean between the two, probably four pack revolution. Okay, um, I I do like both books are pretty good. Um, I've heard it said like the life changing magic. Some people would just th- there's a lot in there that um, just having the processes is good. Like. I don't want to say, like, don't read the book, um, but between the two, I, I would read Four Pack Four Revolution. Pack. Yeah, especially right. in this season where it seems like your fitness is going down and being pushed aside. It probably has some, some good uh, ideas for, like, how to build it back up or how to fit it in a small window of time in your day. Huh. I actually like that. Okay, is it, is it, is it an audible? Should I should I just get it now? <laughs> it might be. I, it no might worries. Be. Let me see. Okay, all good. All right, dude. Uh, gotta wrap this up, man. I'm so sorry. Let's get back to this because you got some good quotes in here. Mark Cuban and bark up the wrong tree. I'm still still sold on that. It's on Audible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
back. It's on Audible. Um, yeah. You, do you yeah. have to run, though? Yeah, I got to get going, okay, man. Okay, so we yeah. could probably talk about this uh, even further. Um, yeah. Sacrifice Let's Part 2. We Sorry we didn't get to, <clears throat> to this lockbox fantasy idea with Mark Cuban. I'll sum it up, and maybe we can talk about it more next week. Uh, it's this idea of, like... <laughs> someday hopefully we can have this this problem when we're billionaires and we want to uh step away for a little bit but uh it, it's this <laughs> idea that like a lot of people will um they get very successful like make a lot of money or whatever like you define as success and then they, they want to step away from what made them successful and then they do that and they realize like oh that's not what i want anymore now because i've changed the, the, the my mindset has changed to become like the successful businessman running this company. And that's what drives me every day. Um, and anyway, maybe we could talk about that later. No worries. I guess our first step is trying to become those multimillionaires. (laughs) For sure. All right. All right, dude. So, Hey, good looking out, man. You take it easy. Are you going, you're going to be back in New York next week or a few more days this weekend and all that. So good luck with the five videos that you're editing. Thanks, um, man. Hey, ha- sure enjoy more crab for me. Tell tell Dan I said what's up and his wifey and your aunt, your mom and pa. Please tell him I said hi. Tell him take care. Have a good one. Eat more crabs, please. Yep. And Have a, yeah. Shout out to our review of the week, <laughs> JD, <laughs> like Brazilian barbecue. Oh, uh, I love always appreciate it and was able to hang out with him in person. Um, oh. So big shout out. Always good to see that. Always. That's cool. Um, yeah. <coughs> All right, man. You have a good one. See you next week, dude. Take it easy. And, and cut. cut.